Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. You know, I feel very, I've been feeling very ugly this week. Like, so fogly um if you may. and more on that later but um it could you know come play a part because i went on a mad one again i feel like every time we're doing this podcast i'm starting off with saying well yeah i was on a mad one but i was on a mad one and i have to tell my story um it wouldn't be authentic for me to say oh i just sat in and fucking played with my arsehole because that's not what that's not just what happened there's only one half of the story um but yeah i went out on a mad one Went out at 3pm, came home at 6am, like come on, that is a 16 hour shift, alright, they ain't working that in the mines, <laughs> you know, so I really was fucking slugging away all week and then she had to fucking, in the office then 40 hours a week in between, it's no joke. Now in saying that, like I said, the office is in my bedroom because I'm working from home, so the the office is literally a meter from my bed, <laughs> but still, the commute, you wouldn't believe, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I went up with the lads um, the weekend when it's Saturday, um, called to my friend Adam's apartment in the city, big gang of us there, and you know what these apartments are like, okay, there ain't a lot of room, beautiful apartment, not a lot of room, I mean enough room for like, you know, a, a small group of people, but this was like sardines in a can, you know, um, you know, the way the old adage goes, you know, is if you were too close, like if I can smell your breath, then you're too fucking close. And I smell a lot of breath, you know, I'm pretty sure one girl had a dead tooth, but, um, it was a lot. And, you know, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like tight spaces. I don't like to be confined with lots of people. That's why you'll never catch me laying down some stank at a diddly iPod. It's just ain't for me. I get very anxious in crowded rooms. And this is one of those kind of rooms where you'd be talking to somebody like, hi, where are you? I have a long time. Great to see you. It's great. Oh, we'll do lunch. We'll do lunch. And you're like, I'm never doing fucking lunch with that person. But it was the kind of thing like, and then like you turn around and it was like, bang, another new person. Bang, another new person. Bang, another new fucking person. I hadn't a minute. I hadn't a minute to collect myself and just let my nerves rest. I, I was just worked up, you know? I hadn't a minute. So, but it was great to see everybody because it was actually kind of a meeting of a lot of my lads that I haven't seen in a long time. So it was great to see them, you know, that part was great. And I mean, I mean, look, it was great anyway. I'm just, I'm just, I'm indulging myself in a moan, if I may. Um, Then we left my friend Adam's house and we had actually walked from his apartment to my friend Connor's house in the city that he has with his girlfriend. 
And again, you know what? You know what? The way these houses are designed up in the city, the houses are very narrow. Again, a beautiful house. They had it really, really nicely designed. You know, props to them. But it was a really narrow house. Again, perfect for a small gathering. Absolutely. But not with the numbers that we arrived with. Like, we arrived with the whole mariachi band, you know? It was, again, sardines in a can. Um, And I'm telling you now, I'm not even exaggerating because, you know, that's not how I do... But there was, that this place was so narrow, there was at a time when if I wanted to go for a shit, or if I wanted to go and replenish my drink, there was times where I was walking on the fucking ceiling. On the ceiling, and that's not even an exaggeration. You walked where you could that night, you know? Um, It was a lot, it was a lot. And you know what? I, I went up to visit my friend Connor, like I said, hadn't seen him in ages, it was great to see him. And Connor and actually a lot of my friends up there um, are very talented musicians. They're like write their own music, they sing, um, they play their instruments or whatever, which, you know, all very impressive. And like I said, they're actually all very good and not the kind of good where like you see your friend play something and you're like, ah, brilliant. Ah, that's brilliant. Now, fair play to you when you really like, oh, what a shite, shite bag. You're only waiting for them to shut up. No, it's not like that. These people are actually decent. Um, but you know what? The kind of music that they're into, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the kind of music that they're into. But there's a time and place for everything, isn't there? Okay, because by the time we got to Connor's, it was like 3 a.m. And his phone was hooked up to the speaker. And it was kind of like a... Darn, something do you know what? it was it was very guitar heavy and not kind of like a acdc like no 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 because you know that i can lay some stank to acdc it wasn't like that it was like a very quiet guitar thing and you know what there wasn't a beat for me to catch you know when you're listening out for it's just to catch some sort of beat to move your hips to there was no rhythm to it and like i said it was like 3 a.m at this point and i was starting to wilt um, so I'd gone out the back because Connor was having a cigarette and I was like, Connor, I was like, please, Matt, please, Matt, you got to hook me up. You got to hook me up with some like Dua Lipa or something like that. Just something with a something, you know, that's just give me something, man. His response was, I played Dua Lipa in my house over my dead fucking body. Of course, it was not the response um, that I was looking for. Um, because, you know, it was the kind of group that say you you can expect when you when you go to be around them or if you catch them at a house party um you you can expect to hear sorry i was actually counting it out of my hands there (laughs) my fingers there's three words that i never want to hear at a party three words that make my fucking skin crawl and my bollocks pucker nothing more than the following three words which is here's and here's wonderwall and here's Wonderwall. Oh, my blood runs cold when I hear it. And here's Wonderwall. <gasps> oh my God, leave it fucking out. Leave it fucking out. And here's Wonderwall. Anytime I'm at a place, at a party, at a gaffer, and someone says those three dreaded words, and here's Wonderwall. All I can think about is picking the poxy guitar ripping it out of their hands and just fucking flan them around the place with it because 
Wonderwall won. It, it ain't got a place in today's society anymore. We've moved on as a society. Anyone who touches a guitar and is is going to perform Wonderwall for you, I can only assume is it is just a untalented hack. A hack. Anyone who plays Wonderwall is a hack. Um, there's just no other way to say it. You know, all the songs in the world, and you're really, you're really relying on that one fucking. Sorry, I fucking nearly blew y'all out of it there. <laughs> that one fucking song. No, I'm sorry, but um, and you know, you know, I'm quite musical myself, but um, it's I don't really think that we would jam together. You know, if like if I turn up, you know, and they're ready for a jam, they're like, "What a jam, really, man?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking jam all fucking night for you, you for you boys, you know," and they're like, "All right, one, two." Three, and I'm like, ain't no other man, can't stand, you know, if that ain't that, it ain't for them, it ain't for them, you know, it'll be like, who invited this, this freak, <laughs> you know, it ain't, it ain't for them, um, but it was a good night nonetheless, it was, look, it wasn't without its trials and tribulations, but it was alright, so I had like the slow guitar playing in the kitchen, and then in the front room, I had my friend Roger, he was playing the piano, Alright, when I tell you I fucking thumped into that front room and I've never closed a piano down on a bitch's fingers harder. Honestly, I couldn't care if I had fucking taken all ten fingers off the cunt. You know what, I'm trying to lay down some stank. Alright, I really, really need to party this out of my system. And I have fucking like John Lennon in one room and I have fucking Elton John on the piano in another. Oh my god, I was between a rock and a hard place. Um, eventually I did get a few Duolupa songs played, but God, what did it cost me? Is my blood, sweat, and my fucking tears. But, enough about that. Um, I hope you're all, you know, partying on the weekends, and I hope you're enjoying the summer. The summer is a time to party. Um, and I hope you're all doing it safely. Um, but yeah, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I was feeling so ugly, fuggly, felt like a real fuggle this week. Um, and you know, it's just when, I was just having one of those weeks, you know, it was just like every day I woke up and I was like, God, you are such an ugly cunt, you're an ugly cunt, do you know, and it's a terrible way to wake up, but I know a lot of you would be able to relate to that, and if you can, if you're one of those pretty people, then you should stop listening, because this isn't for you, this isn't for you, um, we don't got pretty privilege here. But yeah, I woke up just feeling like the fucking wreck of the damn Hespers all week. Um, and like, I've been checking, you know, that the health app on my iPhone about how many steps I've been in. Because you know that when I'm good, I'm good. You know, when I'm up, I'm up. And I'll be doing, I'd be, so, like, I'd be doing like 15,000 steps a day. I'll be eating nothing but cauliflower rice. But then my high kind of ends after a couple of weeks. And I kind of lull back into a nice soul-crushing depression. Um, and when I'm kind of in this state, um, like, I don't have the motivation. Like, when you feel ugly, you don't have the motivation to go out and exercise and feel good. Because you're like, what's the point? What is the point in washing some beat up fucking 1998 Hyundai. You don't want to do that. What's the point? And that is how I'm feeling this week. Um, and I checked that. I checked the app anyway. I did 300 steps yesterday and 200 the day before. Or sorry, 300 the day before yesterday and 200 today. I fear what I will walk Sunday. 
I'll be in the negative. Um, and I just don't know. And you know the thing as well, like as well, because I'm eating. I'm eating so much, and I'm doing. I'm barely moving. Barely moving at all. I may. I like honestly. Like I'm waiting for fucking rigamaris to sit in. Um, but I'm barely moving. So I'm eating all around me. So I'm doing like two steps a day, and I'm walking around the house like Big Mama. You know, it's only a matter of time before I end up in a muumu. Um, so this is a lot. It's a lot, and you know what? Um, it's just like you know, and you get a text off one of your friends being like, "Hey, want to go for a walk or something?" And then you're like, "What's the fucking point? What's the fucking point of going for a fucking walk?" You know? Um, and I really wish I was at a Jewish funeral. And that's not just because I'm anti-Semitic. No, I really wish I was at a Jewish funeral because a Jewish funeral, their culture, they have, I can't remember the exact pronunciation for it, forgive me, I'm not a Jewish person, but I think that they have something called like a Shiva, if I'm pronouncing that right. Basically, it's like after they lose a loved one, they kind of have like a seven-day kind of period of mourning. But in that time, all the mirrors in the house are either covered in a black cloth or they are turned against the wall. And that's actually not just something that is, um, what is the word, um, particular, I guess, to just the, the Jewish faith. But um, Irish Catholics, actually, it's a big tradition. I don't know so much anymore because I haven't seen any of my family ever turn a fucking mirror around during a funeral or a wake. Um, but apparently it's a big thing with a lot of the with Irish Catholics, but a lot of Catholic countries as well, and particularly kind of things like Hungary, and I think Bulgaria maybe. Oh, no, sorry, Hungary and Romania. Um, and wouldn't you love it? Just, and I guess, that, well, first of all, there's multiple reasons why they do it. One, it's so that you can like, it takes away, I guess, the, the aspect of vanity and you can just mourn without like having to touch up like your hair or your makeup or like whatever. Um, but also as well, there's this kind of like, I guess, mysticism about it where um, like some cultures will say that like, it's not good for the soul to like see its own reflection or for the soul to see the reflection of the coffin, you know, because it may get stuck and not be able to move on. Um, there's other things, you know, to say that the mirror, or that the soul might get stuck in the mirror and other loads of other things like saying that like during bereavement, looking into the mirror, you might see the devil behind you, that kind of a thing. Um, but you know, that it's just, that's what I felt like this week, like I was at a Jewish funeral because I felt like such a motherfucking fuggo that like even when I'm brushing my teeth at night and like I'm doing it in front of the mirror, I like have to make this conscious effort in my head to be like, Okay, don't look in the mirror because you're only going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Do you know? I'm like, don't look in the mirror. I like when I brush my teeth, I'm like, don't look in the mirror now, Adam, because you're only going to hurt yourself. You're only setting yourself up for a lot. You've been foul humor going to bed. Do you know? And isn't that awful that you can't even stand the, the side of yourself? It's an awful way to be. And I know it's a way that, that we all get. You know, people who are just... I don't know, have disorders relating to um, self-esteem and disorders, I guess, like, around the body, like, body dysmorphia and all of that. Now, look, don't cry for me, Argentina. As soon as I'm out of this depression spell, I would rise like a phoenix, you know? Because I do feel myself... when you're If, if you go through these pressions of, like, ups and downs, um, these, whatever... I'm not going back. But um, 
kind of like when, when you're depressed and eventually you kind of rise up to that point of mania again so you reach this you, you fly to brilliant heights but um, I'm looking forward to that to swing back around I feel another head shaving coming along very soon um, but yeah I felt so ugly and I don't know I don't know I mean I do know why but I don't want to get into that but um you know what, even the fact that you just, I as well, it's like, you know, you can't look at mirrors, you don't want to see yourself in, like, the refre- the reflections of, like, the glass windows, um, and, like, I what I was watching last night, oh, I finished Sons of Anarchy again last night for the second time, so I let the episode play out, credits and all, and the screen went dark, and then I just had to, like, see, I was like, ah! when the screen went dark, because I fucking saw my reflection, you know, in the laptop screen, because it had gone black, and it was just like me lying against pillows and like I wasn't sitting up so I was like full on like giving you the big mama experience do you know and you just sit there don't you and you like look at yourself for a while like god you're fucking pathetic you fat bastard you fat motherfucker you know we're we are our own hardest critics it's true but yeah (laughs) was feeling truly ugly this week you know what the worst thing about feeling ugly is that you kind of will reach a point where the only way you feel better about yourself is seeing how else how bad somebody else may have it and again that's not a good feeling because first of all that's definitely not how you should you know form your I guess vision of your own self-worth and two there's this obviously overwhelming feeling of guilt that you feel better because someone else is doing worse but you know it's it happens a lot you know where you're having one of those weeks or a couple of weeks or whatever fucking 25 years where you feel you know so fogly and you'll be like scrolling on your phone like in the depths and you like you know you know that random shit that just popping up on your phone when you're scrolling like you're just letting video after video play and you don't know where you are but like it's like 70 videos later and you're fucking watching the story of how some guy survived after like getting half his face blown off by your firework and is, you know still managed to like pull himself up by the bootstraps and like go about his daily life <laughs> you know and you're like okay well half of my face isn't been blown off by a firework you know so let's hear it for that you know and <laughs> that's not a good place to be in you know where you're like feeling better about yourself because someone else's fucking face has been blown off it ain't a good place to be in at all um you know there ain't no winners there <laughs> and again overwhelming sense of guilt when you are like feeling better about yourself because somebody else is worse off and it's true what they say there's always going to be someone else worse off what about the poor fucker who is the worst off in the world period like the worst like what does he do how is he still going about and if he can do it um but yeah it doesn't really get um any easier (laughs) i thought i was going to like pull out something inspirational there but no that just came out so yeah deal with it a um, couple of honourable mentions, I guess, this week. Britney Spears um, finally got the chance to speak at, like, the... I guess a hearing for her conservatorship. It was the first time we heard her speak that long, in a long time. She wrote out a four-page letter that she basically read to the judge. And, of course, we were all able to listen in and able to listen in live if we wanted to because I think it was all done over Zoom. Um, 
So we've all heard the audio. If you haven't heard the audio, you should listen to it. Even if you're not like particularly interested in Britney Spears, it was interesting just to see, you know, the kind of dynamics of a pop star or whatever. But um, I listened to the whole thing. It's about 25 minutes long. Just really interesting to hear her speak that much, you know. She was kind of... No, I did feel bad for her at times because she was a bit kind of like, you know, like, and then, and then, and then I said this, and then, and then I can't even see my children, kind of a thing. But, you know, good for her. Good for her finally getting her voice out there. Um, also, I was talking to my friend Kira, and this is something we've explored before in the podcast, but I was talking to my friend Kira, and she had basically gone out for a, a spin by herself, um... And had gone, I don't know, to some, like, beach or something or some some kind of, like, woodland area where, like, there's a cliff and there's, like, a beach or whatever. But, um, you know, she was saying that, like, she was down there and I guess she, she was, like, her arse plant, arse plant on a rock or something. Um, and was, like, just looking out at the water from the cliff. I don't know, contemplating life, whatever. But, um, you know, she had said to me, like, when we were talking later on, like, to text or whatever, voice notes, that, um, you know, she was sitting there and then, like, a, a, this guy started, like, walking down, you know, kind of, like, I guess up the mountain or whatever. I'm not sure exactly the setting. But basically, like, through the woodland towards her. And she was, you know, like, really freaked out. She was like, oh, my God, this is how I die. This is how I'm going to die. This man is going to bludgeon me. And, of course, she didn't, didn't know that man. Didn't know that man from Adam. But, um... I'm, I'm always surprised, or I guess maybe I'm not, but the that the fear that a lot of women feel, um, you know, just from being in the presence of a man, you know, that that, you know, can represent some sort of danger. Of course, my immediate reply was, well, was he hot, you know, because that changes the dynamic I feel. You know, you if there's a stranger walking towards you, then by God, let them be a beautiful person. You know, like if anyone is going to fucking choke the shit out of me and fucking bludgeon me in with a big old log, let it be by the hands of a beautiful person. You know, ain't no fuggo gonna kill me is what I say. I won't. I simply would not let it happen. Would not let it. If I'm ever like in a situation where all my friends are getting killed or like I'm getting hunted down by a serial killer. Uh, as if, I'm sorry, I have too much self-respect to let a fuggo kill, as if a fuggo is even going to catch me, it's just not on the cards, but um, he wasn't um, a beautiful person, so she was right to be afraid, but um, because I know it just made me thinking, you know, of like that whole thing, remember um, like a couple of months back, there was this like whole, you know, dialogue going around on Twitter, that like, you know, that like if you're a man and that like if you're like walking, say, home at night or walking the streets at night and you find yourself walking behind a woman, then like this whole Twitter conversation was saying, you know, like do the right thing as a man, and, like cross the other to the other side of the road so that um the woman's not going to be terrified or feel some type of way. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, and it's just, I thought it was just so funny because I get a lot of messages in from people being like, oh, I listen to your podcast late at night, so I don't really, like when they're out for their walk, and I don't really like hearing you talk about scary things because when I'm out walking, like it fucking freaks the shit out of me. Um, but let me tell you this, okay? If there's a girl walking right in front of me, and I'm walking behind her, and then there's another guy walking behind us. Well, then let me tell you, girl, that you better be able to run. You better be able to run fast because I'm going to leave your ass for dust, for dust. I tell you, when I say that I hope he fucking gets you first, I mean it. All right. Because if you think you're scared, <laughs> like I am out of there, you know, you are on your own. But um, <laughs> there is something that I want to show you guys. This is something that I, I don't know when I came across it. 
like I mean well how many years ago but it's been around the block for a while this whole ASMR thing you know like people feeling very you know using it to like really wind down or whatever just hearing people you know like getting really close to the mic and like like doing all that shit with their mouth whatever but um so I had you know I, I, I dabbled I was kind of into it whatever um and then I guess the the sick morbid curiosity in me was like right how far can we push ASMR to what lengths does ASMR exist and I've been sitting on this for for quite a while um and I just I never really thought why or I never really thought to share it but because I had been listening to it again this week I thought it was interesting um maybe might introduce you to a whole new world of aural pleasure but um let me find a a small clip to, to play for you guys just so you can get a gist of what i'm talking about planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so let me just play this uh, clip real quick. Of course... I knew a nerd like you would be right here, sitting in the back of Miss Briggs' class even after school has ended. What are you even working on right now? Uh, seriously? You're such a dork. So, what's with the outfit? So, <laughs> what did you just hear? Well, basically, right, it's this type of ASMR that I came across when I was having a bad one. It was on my, I think it was on my flight back from Miami. Um, and I landed in Dublin, and obviously I was traveling back to Cork. So I had to do that fucking long-ass flight back from the States, landed in Dublin, and then had to do a, like a three-hour bus ride from the airport back to Cork. Um, so I had stumbled across this ASMR called Roleplay ASMR, which is basically where you're in, it's like, a, it's like you know, typical ASMR, like whispering in your ear or whatever, but it's some sort of role play where you're actually playing a part in the ASMR yourself. Now, I just played you like, what, 20 seconds of... Um, this role play called Bully Needs Your Love. <laughs> and I, I'll read out some of the other names, but um, another one is um, Why Did I Have to Be Stuck With You? Trapped in the janitor's closet with your class rival. <laughs> um, another one is 
jealous roommate gets possessive over you kissing your friend. Um, another one is, um, what do you mean? I'm not jealous. Dominant boyfriend thought you were cheating. Um, <laughs> um, let me see. Is there any others? Um, okay. Um, you're mine now forever. ASMR possessive boy kidnaps you. Um, childhood friends wants to sleep with you. Um, it's like... <laughs> It's just, right, a lot of, I mean, look, I'm telling you, okay, I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of these, like, bullying scenarios that seems to come up. Now, it ain't just like that. There's other ones as well, like, you know, loving, oh, fuck, sorry, I dropped my phone, but, um, like, loving um, partner tells you how, like, how perfect you are and, like, whispers how perfect you are in the bed and, and all that kind of a stuff. Um, but I don't know why, but I am just into it. I'm into it, you guys. I don't know what to say, you know? Like, I'm trying to go to sleep, and you have someone, you're gonna be like, yeah, you're a fucking disgrace, man. You're a fucking disgrace. And let me tell you, it always ends in being fucked by your bully. You always end up fucking your high school. <laughs> you always end up having sex with your bully. Um, again, I don't know what that, how that speaks to the mental state of the listeners, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's some fucked up shit, I'll admit. I'll admit it's some fucked up shit. But I just, like, obviously, honestly, I just wanted to see how far the ASMR world stretched. And it does stretch into this, like, psycho, kind of, inner psyche, sexual, sub-dumb power play, you know? Uh, now, I don't know how healthy it is to be going to bed and... <laughs> Listening to your high school bully telling you you're garbage and then proceeding to fuck you after seven minutes. But I love it. (laughs) It's just, what a world. There truly is something for everybody in this world. Like, they're really, the world is just so saturated that really every need we possibly have, there is always something to meet that need. Um, but I would implore you guys to go and check out the world of role-playing ASMR. It doesn't have to be this whole, like, bully, high school bully situation. There is a whole plateau of other different things for you guys to get into. You know, it's not all this kind of, like, uh, power play dynamic. There's a whole lot of shit going on there. Um... But yeah, it's just something that I started listening to again recently. <laughs> again, not in the best headspace. But I am really, really enjoying it. And I think you guys will too. I just think it's so funny. You know, because you could be walking around listening to this. By the way, it's on YouTube. A lot of it is on YouTube. Most of it's on YouTube. If For those of you that do venture to the ASMR roleplay world. And search for, and be, be specific. You know, with with what you want to hear, what kind of scenarios you want to hear, you'll be surprised. You'll find them. I just think it's so funny though. Like you, I could be out walking and listening to this. You know, I'd be walking past people. Like, Hi, Mary, how you doing? Do you know? Like, how are you? Ah, very good, very good. And like in my head, I'm getting fucking skull fucked by my high school bully. <laughs> you know, big smile on my face, walking around the streets uh, because I'm fucking doing seven in my ears. I'm doing fucking seven minutes of heaven. From the person who was just fucking spitballing me seven or like fucking ten minutes ago of back class. You know, truly is 
just a beautiful world out there. But um, I don't know. Um, I was reading, right, okay, moving on, this really interesting article in Vice um, that I want to get into, which is two seconds, because my sister and her friend are over, and they're being so fucking noisy, so I need to tell them to shut the fuck up. Hello? Um, hi, I'm trying to record a podcast, would you mind just shutting the fuck up a little? Because you wouldn't, you know, like go like barge in on Michelangelo when he painted the Sistine Chapel. So I'd appreciate the same respect. Okay, I had no idea. My apologies. No, it's fine. I'm just saying that like you are really trampling upon possibly the most important podcast of the 21st century. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. I will talk to you later. <laughs> bye. Bye. Um. Anyway, moving on. But so I was reading this article in Vice, right? And basically, it's this um. This article, it's kind of, I guess, based off this subreddit on Reddit called, um, let me find the name. Um, Okay, yeah, okay, so the subreddit is called Semen Retention. So basically, this whole article is like inside the subreddit where men encourage each other not to come. Um, Which, it it seemed very interesting to me. Um... But basically, okay, so the article starts off with saying, it's a quote from one of the users named John, and he says, If you took a survey, I bet you'd find a large percentage of men do not retain semen for longer than two weeks, which is absurd. Think about it. Your semen creates life, says John. Like the thousands of people on the subreddit, John does not come. It's been this way since his late 20s. I had a realization in my 20s that I had three habits I wanted to remove. Smoking pot, smoking cigarettes, and constant ejaculation. (laughs) Well, 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 that is like my bread and butter. (laughs) If I gave up smoking pot, smoking cigarettes, and constant ejaculation, then honestly, take me out the back and just fucking put a bullet in between my eyes. Because what's the point? What's even the point? Um, but But they go on to say that... um that um basically he isn't alone so like in recent times that um the, the this this group has gained like over 92,000 followers um and he says basically that um that the semen retention community has like one central premise and it's like the belief that semen is the essence of of male energy or chi as the article says and it's something he stands by he says i understand a baby grows inside a womb and this is no way trying to take away what the female reproductive system accomplishes because it's on another level but every man has magical juice inside them that most spill on a tissue on the ground or in the toilet every day try an old adidas sock but i will continue and and to be fair as in the article says this um this isn't just like taken out of thin air this belief of like storing ejaculation like through i mean i think even today in like sports and stuff a lot of people like a lot of boxers fighters whatever they will actually refrain from having sex for whatever reason but um, I guess it goes back to, according to the article, to kind of ancient taste doctrines. Like, And they quote this um, expert, uh, Leon Rocha, Rocha. He's this lecturer in Chinese medical history. And he explains that in Chinese elite culture, going back to at least the Han Dynasty around 1st century CE, there was a whole set of techniques and practices related to health and longevity, which included techniques for sexual cultivation. 
So semen was considered the most pure kind of bodily chi. And excessive sex with ejaculation was considered a serious threat to a man's health. And was thought to lead to exhaustion, depletion of chi, illness and even death. But the practice didn't solely focus on ejaculation. Diet, exercise and meditation played an important role in, in this philosophy, I guess. But um, so according to the subreddit, thousands of followers... They're saying in this article, the benefits of not ejaculating are extensive. So people on this subreddit who are like just not coming for years, they're saying that they're seeing um, reduced anxiety, glowing eyes and skin, and even minimizing depressive episodes. Um, One guy says, I'm now over 400 days of semen retention. I went from a scared little boy who had the worst mindset to a god who attracts everything he wants into his life. My mind has changed a lot. My body is stronger and more beautiful. My smell is better. The energy that animates from me is just so comfortable for myself and for the people around me. Um, I mean, look, God, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would be for me. Another person says, I wouldn't call myself spiritual, says Tom, 21 from London, but I am a Christian. Tom is one of the subreddit's most frequent posters, I guess, documenting his progress over months. He has followed the practice since he was 18, and since then he has recorded random moments of pure bliss and things around him becoming brighter, and he's literally experiencing a hyper-reality. His longest stint of not ejaculating is 10 months, which is where he stands currently. At the moment he's celibate, he says, I would say the minimum time for people to feel the benefits of not ejaculating is around two weeks, but if you really want to see a change, my personal aim is 12 years. Come off it. I'm sorry now. But you could be dead tomorrow. As in, imagine if you were like, right, I'm going to do this 12 years and I'm not going to come for 12 years. And like fucking year 10, like on the 11th year, you die. You get hit by a car, you get ran over, mowed down by some bitch in a bus. And you didn't get a come, you know? Like, and look, we know, we know, those of us in the ejaculation world, that yes, look, abstinence from, from coming, it can, you know lead maybe to a more powerful orgasm you know for sure but um like what do you fill your days with you know what do you do every night before you go to sleep pray Mm -mm. (laughs) not for me um (laughs) paolo 29 from london has been practicing semen retention on and off for eight years but only recently discovered this type of inverse orgasm After exploring some elements of Taoism for a while, I found some literature explaining the techniques and sexual kung fu of Taoist monks. Oh, come on, sexual kung fu. The only sexual kung fu I know has been put in a bleeding chokehold and fucking battered around a bedroom, okay? (laughs) Okay, well, maybe, like, I'm not saying that my sexual kung fu is any healthier. Um... But look, whatever, look, you know these old Taoist monks, they know what they're talking about, okay? Because a lot of their practices have echoed on through centuries. So, you know, you have to give it to him. But um, you still get to orgasm and have sex for sure. So it's not as intense as blowing your load, but still feels pretty good. And you get all the added benefits of semen retention while still being able to fuck. Okay, well, let me quickly Google um, what an inverse orgasm is. Because, you know, from all the research that I've looked at, 
um, orgasming, you know, in both men and women, like uh, reduces stress, releases the chances of cancer and all that. And that's what I'm sticking to. Um, inverse orgasm. Let's see what that says. Retrograde ejaculation. Okay, now that is something I can get behind. Retrograde ejaculation. Sounds beautiful. Sounds like a Lana Del Rey song. So according to Wiki, retrograde ejaculation occurs when semen, which would be ejaculated via the urethra, okay, this is a tube in the peen for all the women listening, is redirected to the urinary bladder. Normally the sphincter of the bladder contracts before ejaculation, sealing the bladder, which besides inhibiting the release of urine, also prevents a reflux of seminal fluids into the male bladder during ejaculation. The semen is forced to exit via the urethra, the path of least resistance. When the bladder sphincter does not function properly, retrograde ejaculation may occur. It can be induced deliberately by a male as a primitive form of birth control, known as coitus saxonicus, or as part of a certain alternative medicine practices. The retrograde ejaculation, ejaculated semen, which goes into the bladder, is excreted with the next urination. So if you're going to piss it out anyway, you might as well get the full fucking blow offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might as well enjoy it. I did not know that. Like, is, that, is this the, the pull-out technique that you guys be talking about? Is that what that is? Or is this just someone holding in their cum? Because... Never in my life have I met a boy um, who is just simply telling you that he's going to hold in the cum, you know? Like, if you're having sex with someone, for again, just for, just for the girls listening, you know, who may not be, like, necessarily on any form of birth control or whatever, and a guy is telling you that, oh, don't worry about it, babe, I'm about to retrograde cum, get out of there. <laughs> because your ass going to be pregnant. <laughs> I don't know you guys I don't know like I can't remember the last time I went a week and that, I'm just saying a week it's like I can't remember the last time I went two days without having a, an ejaculation now look what I like like I said reject a re what was that word again the same thing that happens like mercury retrograde retrogration and come retrograde retrograde orgasm yeah it sounds beautiful but all you're doing is putting your cum in your pee you know and now that's a cocktail I don't want to hear about um but you know what? There definitely has to be something to not orgasming. There has to be something to it, you know, because these athletes are doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if some performers are doing it, you know. Um, but some of us aren't built like that, are we? If you're built like me, I'm built for someone who is, you know, lives his life, but and often to my detriment, but lived my life to immediate satisfaction. I want to be pleasured and I want to be pleasured right now, right now. Um, which, you know, is often, again, like I said, to my own downfall, you know, por ejemplo, like tonight, am I going to, you know, raid the fridge, you know, and have a couple of cookies and, you know, have a Kit Kat chunky glass of milk, maybe a pack of waffles that I hid for sure. Now, I know in the long term that this isn't going to serve me because it only adds to my problem of my own body dysmorphia because I'm being unhealthy and not exercising. But it's about the immediate satisfaction. You know, I know that I'll feel shame afterwards. But in the moment of consumption, I'm going to feel so damn good. So damn good. And I guess my mindset is, you know, why wait to feel good? Why wait to feel pleasure? I guess it comes down to very poor willpower. Um, But I'm sure a lot of you uh, guys and girls are going to be able to relate to that. You know, like... 
why should I wait a week to fuck when I can fuck now? You know? I don't know. Like, I mean, in theory, for sure, I'm like, yeah, I would like to try, you know, abstaining from coming. For sure. I would like to try that. Am I going to come later on? More than, more than likely. More, for sure. More than likely. I am. You know? Um, I just don't, I mean, look, like I said, I've been miserable this past week. I've been miserable for weeks. Um, am I re- I remember, you know, that guy we talked about at the start, who was like, I gave up smoking pot, I gave up smoking cigarettes, and I gave up coming. Oh my god, what's left? What's left? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? You know, what other joys must I sacrifice, just so I can have a beautiful skin and smell good? You know, I never smell good. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe it's something that we could maybe try this year if a group of us wanted to get together as a test group. Okay, listeners, if some of us wanted to volunteer, um, send me a message, all right? Send me a message on the Mind Poppers um, Instagram at Mind Poppers Pod, or you can email us at mindpopperspod at gmail.com. Um, if anyone wants to get involved and we will organize this look two weeks or whatever, or maybe a month at some, you know, later determined date, where we just like, all right, guys, we're not going to come for two weeks and let's get together and I might get some of you guys on and we'll see if there's any different. I'm telling you now, if I don't come for two weeks, I better be like fucking Edward Cullen out of Twilight. I better fucking move faster. I better have a body of marble. I better be hot, better be dangerous. Um, I better have it all. Um, <laughs> it would take a lot. Okay, the only way I'm not coming for two weeks is if you chop off my motherfucking hands. And even then, I'll find a way. <laughs> but no, if anyone wants to try this no fap thing, this cum retention thing, boys or girls, hit me up and we will organise something. Um, before we finish up, obviously there has been some, I don't know, drama online, or whatever, let's not call it drama because it's not drama. But... Um, people have been messaging me, asking me, you know, about the situation with the It Gals podcast, um, which, you know, was one of my favourite podcasts and really is kind of true those two people as how I even, like, was kind of spurred into podcasting or was at least encouraged to do that. Um, I have nothing to say, really. There's not nothing really to say, but um, I love them both. And I think they're so both incredibly talented and they're just both these like little, they're both little whippets, little fucking whippets. Both just real titans at what they do, both powerhouses in their own way. And honestly, I'm just so excited to see what the two of them pull out of the bag because like I said, they're so talented and really the world is their oyster. You know, nothing will stop those two stars from shining bright. Um, okay. <laughs> um, peace and love, you guys. All right. Um, that is it for me on the Mind Poppers podcast this week. In the meantime, stay woke and stay broke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.